Geekscapist. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape, and uh, this is kind of a weird one, but if this is your first Geekscape, you won't know any difference because this is your first Geekscape. If it's not your first Geekscape, let me tell you why it's weird. This morning, uh, I'm going about my business, and I get a text from longtime Geekscape friend, former guest several times over, and uh, the person who lets us crash on his floor uh, the opening night of Comic-Con every year, Zach Haddad, he texts me and he says, hey, what are you doing for lunch? Zach lives in San Diego, two and a half hours away. And he was like, surprise, I'm in LA. And I said, great, let's have lunch. Let's make a Geekscape. So here we are recording a Geekscape, literally in my car, because my house has too many dogs in it right now. And um, so we're sitting in my car <laughs> recording a Geekscape. This is kind of like Jerry Seinfeld's. Yeah. Uh, sh- sh- like Hulu show it's or what, nerd, what, what nerds is it? getting so oh yeah cr- is it Crackle or what the, it's something have you watched it, it the, you know comedians what I'm talking getting about. coffee C- comedians getting coffee I have seen a couple of them yes I, I, I like it it's pretty good did you I, see the Louis C.K. one that's the one I watched yeah. it's the Louis C.K. it's so good one I loved that one um, and I'm looking forward of course as a longtime Howard Stern fan I'm looking forward to the Howard Stern one mm. but the Louis C.K. one really sold me on the comedians getting coffee thing because obviously they don't just get coffee and I think it's crackle so if you guys uh have not watched these and you're into comedy and talking to comedians and interviews and basically if you're watching Geekscape I think this would be up your alley uh Jerry Seinfeld literally takes a different comedian every week or every episode and drives a car around picks up coffee and then takes them around New York or wherever and interviews them and just kind of spends the day with them and Louis C.K. was Awesome. The Mel Brooks one's really funny too. Okay, so I will I take recommend. your recommendation on that one. So Zach, um, thank you for uh, dropping into my life. You drop <laughs> you, you drop in and out of my life so unannounced. And here's the thing: when you do announce, you don't show up. <laughs> you, 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 you know that, right? Yeah. When you're like, "Hey, I'm thinking about taking my my girlfriend." Now your wife. Yeah, married and stuff. Yeah, you got married and uh, you got married Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. Did you expect, in did you expect anybody to show up? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, it's a it's a good thing we decide to uh, do it on Thanksgiving Day because otherwise, I feel like none of her family would because they're they're all on the East Coast. Like, okay, so they're in Massachusetts, right? And I've got just like three three members of my family, but she's got like this really great giant family, and uh, several several of the key components to her family probably wouldn't be able to uh, get on an airplane. You know, they're right. uh, kind of getting up there and just really want want to deal with that. So it was nice to be able to go over to Massachusetts, like have Thanksgiving with her family, and then it's like, okay, hey, we just want to get married, so let's do that. We got our marriage license in uh, Plymouth, like, a couple days before what? Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that is the place to get, like, mar- like have Thanksgiving is in Massachusetts. Yeah. Because that's, that's where the Pilgrims landed. Absolutely. Is, is that where the Pilgrims landed, or they land in some place like, like Rhode Island They, they did. York? It was it was uh, Plymouth Rock. In, and that's in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, it's more done. like a pebble, actually. It's really tiny. You went and visited? Yeah, I've seen. I've, take I've, your wedding I've photos there. there? No, I, uh, that, we might have to do that, because we didn't really take... Wedding photos, but it's funny in, in an ironic sort of way, I guess, that a uh, a white girl's marrying a Native American guy, and they're getting their uh, you know marriage license at Plymouth. So I feel like you Wait, know for real. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm Arab, Native American, and Mexican, kind of right. all in like a giant hodgepodge. Yeah, you're all you're either wow, you are either the person that they invaded, <laughs> or the person they thought they were getting access to when they, you know, I, I am lumping the Middle East together with India, and I'm sorry. That's fine. But, um, wow. Yeah, right? It's, wow. It's crazy. You're, our, every, you're everything but Caucasian. Yeah. Our, our babies are going to be the weirdest little Heinz 57 kids. I like I, I like your wife. Um, I liked her as a, your girlfriend, but how's that, Geekscape? Is that Kadad? Another Geekscape is married. 
and we have grown up in, through this life process with it's you. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy how, how long you've been coming on the show and how long we've known you yeah. and you've wrote, written for the, sh- for the site and et cetera. And you're a part of Geekscape and now here you are married. It, it's, I, I want to do another article because I feel like I've let the scapists in from time to time, but I kind of yes. turned into uh, Grady Tripp from Wonder Boys, if you remember either that movie or that Michael Shabon book, where it's just like he wrote something cool and then just like disappeared and like nobody heard from him again. I yeah. feel like I just, I just kind of left you specifically and like everybody else, of course, but it's bummed me out because I just really haven't been contributing as much as I have. And it's because I've been doing life stuff, I suppose. But well, I think your planned intent is awful. <laughs> when, you, when you have like planned intent where you're like hey I'm going to be in, in, in yeah. LA this weekend or whatever it's like it's awful if you're just like hey what are you doing for lunch you're, you're a pleasant surprise if you're going to take um, complete disappointment versus pleasant surprise I would side on the on the idea of being pleasant surprise ah, so I'm like time. It, Iron Man 1 better than Iron Man 3 sort of a thing yeah, come on, I don't man. know. I can't. Oh, to... <laughs> uh, you gonna start off Geekscape like that? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do that like Punisher Warzone one time. I started one off just talking about that. Well, I, I didn't know where you guys got married. This is this is where it was from my perspective. And if you just want to hear us talk about yeah. Star Wars comics going to Marvel, then just fast forward a little bit. But um, we, I remember you texting me and saying, "Hey, what's your and Laura's address?" And I was like, "Up, oh, he's getting married, and he's gonna send us a wedding invite." And then, like Thanksgiving, I started seeing all the photos of the wedding, and I was like, were we going to be invited? Because he asked me what our address was, as if he was going to send a save the date card, and now the dude's just married. So, how very Zach of you (laughs) to be like, hey, I'm going to imply to invite you to my wedding, and then, oh, it's done. And I was like, what the fuck? So, it totally makes sense that... Now it makes sense. It, it happened in Massachusetts because I wasn't going to go. Uh, no, I mean, it, it just makes sense that it was a destination wedding as far as us Californians are, are concerned. And uh, I'm happy for you. Laura still thinks we should get you a gift. I'm of the opinion you didn't technically invite us to your wedding. I ain't getting you shit. You can just give me no, a I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not taking our dog. Um, but no, obviously I'm happy for you. I like, Thank you. I like your lady. Um, a lot, and uh, <laughs> and um, congratulations! Thank you, brother to brother. As we sit in my car that. recording. A yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere else I'd rather be right now. It's actually quite quite. Cozy. We are in the car recording Geekscape because there's nothing but barking in my house. Yeah, um, it's, not, it's not bad. So you've been good though, otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's been really good. You know, um, I met this girl, and it's just like the most cliche cliche shit ever. It's like when you just know that this is the person. It's like, oh hey, this is Endgame. I'm like comfortable. I don't really have to go out right. and do anything else. I just know that like I want to spend my life with this person, and I've never obviously felt that sensation before. So at first, this like foreign feeling is is strange, but I've learned to embrace it, and we moved in together, and that's been really nice. And it just feels like. You know, all the the wedding planning was way too much stuff for either of us. Like, we we aren't necessarily people that want to have all this attention thrown on us. It would have been great. And that was the thing. You're right. When I asked for your your, um, address, it was to send you a um, a Save the Day card, which we actually got a bunch of these magnets. So there are magnets. Just send me the magnets. I'm going to send it to you. It's it's actually pretty cool. But like, um, we'll pretend. Yeah, we were we were planning on having the wedding next year, and we just got to a point where it's like you know we just want to we want to get married, we want to start it. our lives together, and so we did that. And I think um, it was more up our alley. But I still want to like have a party or celebration or something it's like that. It'd be that. great, Comic Con. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. I mean, here here's the big question: is every year, 
uh, Geekscape is Comic-Con obviously starts on a Wednesday, ends on a Sunday. Every year, the Geekscape crew, whether it be Matt Kelly and I or, or, or Derek or Shane, we drive down on Tuesday, we set up the booth, we don't have a hotel until Wednesday night, so we spend Tuesday night with, with, with uh, Zach, sleeping on his floor, sleeping on his couch, whatever, but we always spend that Tuesday of Comic-Con at Zach's. Reading his comics, hanging out, Shane almost smashing his cat when he's yeah. drunkenly falling over <laughs> in his living room. Yeah, he almost killed your cat. Yeah. Um, my question is, now that you're married, is Tuesday night, Comic-Con night, not going to happen? Like, is she going to put the clamp down on us spending the night, Tuesday night, before Comic-Con? You know, that's a good question. and I, I think you got to get that shit settled now. I, I think I'm going to have to figure that like, out. No, that's, uh, a honestly, conversa- that's a conversation, honestly, you should have had before you got married. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, like, hey, like, honestly. It's like my only prenup sort of a thing. Like, hey, if we get married, the Geekscape guys are going to have to crash on the floor or some variation First of off, in our defense, there's only three of us. Right. It's it's not like it's an entire horde of no, nerds it's, coming it's, over. It's like, yeah, there's, there's only ever been two or three of us. So you tell her that. The second thing yeah. is, if I had gone to your wedding and the person was like, now, you know, is there anything to add, whatever, so hold, <laughs> yeah. hold your peace, I would have stood up and been like, sorry, sorry, I just need to know. Comic-Con <laughs> Comic Tuesday, is that shit still good? Or are we able to, like, Comic-Con Tuesday, are we still allowed to sleep on your floor even though you're married? This is real, man. Yeah, like, this is serious is. business. I this honestly is real. think we, we've, like, Actually, kind of talked about it because oh, yeah. We're, yeah, it's we're, a major step. Where I we know. I don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> it's big stuff. It's like up there with kids. If you think yeah. about it, like hey, Comic Con plan. It's only a year, a day out of the year. Yeah, it's it's not that. Well, here's the only thing I, w- I will say to you is okay. that our current place isn't at all close to downtown anymore. That's fine. It's not about downtown. Cool. Then uh, yeah, I think that that's something that will work because honestly, like you, she hey, thinks man. you're hilarious. Okay. And she's a giant fan of Shane, and I remember she'll one. She's thing, a fan of Shane. She she she's loves the, Shane. She's the one. She's, yeah, exactly. I'm like okay. She accepts Shane because we hung out with him Shane at the base drunk motel and party. almost fell on your cat. Yeah, he he said apparently a bunch of funny stuff. He, she's just like, I'm not he's a, a kid that does not give two shits about it. Just like Killing completely. Yeah, exactly. Well, he likes ponies and stuff, so he's got no shame. <laughs> and he's got no shame. The, 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 then there's Derek, who yeah. it's like Derek. It's Derek's like he, sweet. It's like he's not even there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing you is that she I mean? never like, really even talked to him. Like, like we saw him once. Like with Derek, it's like he's not even there. He's so unassuming, nice, let's just say it, Canadian. Yeah, the Canadian ghost. It's like he's not even there. He's just <laughs> sweet. And, and then when you want him to be there, uh, he's already been there, done exactly what you wanted him to do, and yeah. moved on. Because like, he's so like, he's just thoughtful. Absolutely. And not all of us are. So sure. I'm glad that we got, I was I was nervous, but I'm glad yeah. we got I, I've, I've really I've life. really come to uh, like Derek, because I didn't really know him that well before you guys came over for this last Comic Con, I'm like, oh, I like this guy. He's he can he can stick around. Oh, without Derek, there's no Geekscape. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. He's been good. Okay, let's get into the actual geek. Geekscape. Oh, yes. Let's right? talk some stuff. I, I, I mean, I you know, I know New Year's has happened since the last Geekscape, but whatever. We got to get to it. A lot um, of life. We got to talk about the big things that are happening. Uh, Star Wars in 2015. We announced that you know we put it up on the site. I think you posted the story. I did. LucasArts, or LucasFilm, there's no more LucasArts. <laughs> LucasFilm said that in 2015, when they Dark Horse license lapses for printing the comics, Marvel's going to start printing the Star Wars comics. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Absolutely. Because Dark Horse, I mean, Star Wars was their lifeline for so long, and they really became a, a successful independent comic book company using the license for I Star agree. Wars. Uh, and that's what got me into comics. 
you know, I kind of got it out of comics in like the late night, late 80s, and then I became a Star Wars fan kind of, I guess when it wasn't cool anymore, like yeah. the Timothy Zahn books, like for many of us who are listening to this, the Timothy Zahn books kind of got me back into Star Wars, right? Yeah. And then, uh, then Dark Empire. Dark Empire was oh, incredible with the Dave Dorman painting covers, like the oh, painted Dave Dorman so covers. Epic. Like if it wasn't for Dark Horse printing those Star Wars comics, I would not be back into comics because, I mean, those Dave Dorman comics are what got me to literally go back in. Uh, those covers got me, but like go back into a comic book store, get the Dark Empire comics, all six of them, and read yeah. them like crazy. Now it's sad that these comics, the license is going back to. Uh, Lucas, uh, the Lucas Arts license going to Marvel, and all this extended universe stuff that has just blown up, especially since the prequels. But even before that, you had like, you know, the Kevin Anderson X-wing novels. You had the mm. Timothy Zahn novels. You had the uh, Tales from Mos Eisley Cantinas, yes. Bounty Hunters. You had all that extended universe stuff, yeah. and obviously, like it's blown up since then. How much of it disappears? I it, I really feel like all of it's going to, and I, yeah, I remember, except Clone Wars. Obviously. Except, oh yeah, that, yeah. that stuff will. Uh, and Rebels, you'll have Rebels and stuff like that. But, like, did you ever read those, um, like, I guess they were kid Star Wars books, but it was from the Jedi Academy and, like, the, mm-hmm. the uh, Anakin Solo storylines. Like, Is that the where he, Tuscan like, Raider opened up girl. his Jedi school in Yavin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I remember reading some of that stuff. For, but, but literally, as soon as I saw episode one, I stopped buying the comics. Yep. I stopped buying the books. I stopped, I never saw Clone Wars. And I know there's Geekscapists who are screaming right now. But I didn't play Knights of the Old Republic. I yeah. was I was like the biggest Star Wars fan. There, I mean, I was easily the biggest Star Wars fan I knew. Yeah, and I, I mean, if it had Star Wars on it, it was mine. Yeah. It, it, the, from the books to the comics to the video games, everything. Prequels but, gave you a good reason to prequels, not get into it. Oh, I was like a jilted lover. I was done. <laughs> and so... Um, like Simon Pegg in space when he's burning the you know all the stuff. Yeah, I, that's just what I felt like. I, I gave away so much stuff, and um, and so I didn't experience too much of that stuff. But they'd kind of been going into like the Jedi Academy. Luke was starting on Yavin, and that mm-hmm. and, you know, and then I Kyle of course, Katarn and Mar Jade. Of course, you hear yeah, Kyle, Kyle Katarn of course was from the Jedi Knight yeah. games, and then what about Dash Rengar and the oh, stuff? And yeah, yeah that, that's, and Boba Fett and just all the all, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, Princess yeah. Or. The Shadows of the Empire stuff, I think, can still last. Yeah. Because it happened between Empire and Jedi. Yeah. I, I want Dash in the new movie. These are the things I think are safe. Okay? Because I'm with you, and I think the majority of Extended Universe stuff that we've poured thousands of dollars into over the last 20 years, I think most of it's just been negated. Yeah. Um, I think that these are the things that are safe. I think none of the Dark Horse stuff is safe. No. Sadly, because I think that... Tales of the Jedi, where which took place two thousand years before, yeah. or several thousand years, I think it's two thousand before, uh, New Hope. Tales of the Jedi, which talked about this, you know, the the old old school Jedi. Um, that stuff I thought was all really legit. Yeah. Um, the Kevin Anderson books, which took you know, which kind of followed Wedge Antilles and the X Wing, you know, squadron uh, throughout the kind of the battles that were going on in, through the original, you know, episode four through six trilogy. I think that stuff should hang out. I think Shadows of the Empire should exist. Yeah, absolutely. Because none of the, this stuff wasn't necessarily just a Dark Horse comic. This stuff was the books. Yeah. All right, Salvatore and all those guys. And I thought that in, in Shadows of the Empire was also a video game. Yeah, so a think, really cool video I game. I think Shadows of the Empire is safe. I wish, I wish uh, Tales of the Jedi was safe. I really wish Dark Empire was safe. 
But that yeah. stuff, Dark Empire takes place four or five years after Return of the Jedi, and sadly, so did the Timothy Zahn books. Yeah. The Timothy Zahn books, I think, are just negated. I'm, I'm, I'm very scared because, I mean, I will talk all day about how much I love Marvel, but I feel like there, there's a high possibility that with them controlling this, that it'll be maybe just like their own comics are, where it's like event-driven and so much of the stuff like won't be as you know creatively flowing. Like this Brian Wood Star Wars book that I'm absolutely adoring. I yeah. think that that's great. Like this in between uh, episodes uh, four and five, like that's a it's a very cool concept. And mm-hmm. the fact like you get to see Luke kind of be a jackass and uh, Leia like dealing with spy stuff, like all that's really cool and. I feel like that sort of creative flow is something that you won't see as much as Marvel because I'm a giant Bendis hater. I love, like, Fraction, and I love what a lot of Hickman stuff that's going on, but I just don't like Bendis, and I feel like that's going to... that he will do a lot of stuff. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping Dan Slott ha- is involved because yes. I, I love the stuff he's doing with Spider-Man right now. Obviously, Fraction, you said it. I hope he's involved. Yeah. Um, the st- are you reading Rick Remender's uh, Black Science? No. Oh, you done fucked up. Rick Remender is awesome, though. <laughs> Rick Remender, not... you know he did Fear Agent yeah, and all that. Yeah, I love He Fear has Agent. a book at an image called Black Science, which Geekscape is, if you're listening, I think there's only two or three issues out right now. Pick up Black Science. I'm going to do that. It's this really weird tele, uh, kind of dimension-hopping adventure. kind of reminds me of Lost in Space, but the concept of Lost in Space, uh-huh. a family that is lost in space, but it's more like a family lost in interdimensional oh, wow. space, like like family hopping through reality. That's awesome. Trying to find the reality that they're from, right? Uh, and it's awesome. That's really and, cool. Uh, and it's dark. Some of it's dark. Some of it's fun. It's all great personal relationship stuff in the midst of high-stakes science. Um, but what I was going to say was, um, let's remember that when A New Hope came out, and granted, we, I was in my infancy, and I was you were a thought. Yeah. You weren't even a thought. Uh, um, some of this retconning had already gone on because remember that the sequel to A New Hope was supposed to be Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. Remember the novel Splinter of the Mind's oh, Eye? Yeah. That was, was supposed awesome. to be the sequel to New Hope, and uh-huh. it was kind of negated because between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, the real canon was the uh, newspaper strips. The oh, Archie yeah. Goodwin newspaper strips. And if you can find it, Geekscapist, Mike Richardson and Dark Horse republished and actually colored um, all of those old newspaper strips that they literally, the newspaper strips start at the destruction of the first Death Star and they go right up to uh, Empire Strikes Back and the arrival on Hoth. That's and awesome. what's cool about them is the entire time that they're going on, they're going to all these different planets. It really feels like cool Star Wars. Uh, 70s, early 80s Star Wars, uh, not prequel Star Wars. It feels like, yeah. li- like really cool pulpy Star Wars. And um, what's really cool about it is the entire time Han Solo is like, "Listen, I gotta get away. I gotta go pay Jabba." Da da da. He's dealing with all that stuff, and yeah. they're going to really cool planet after cool planet after cool planet. And the Archie Goodwin um, Star Wars stuff that was printed in the newspaper between Episode uh, Four and Episode Five. I think is the best kind of bridge that there is between New Hope and, and Empire. Yeah. And but here's again, it's all gone. Luckily, I don't think Chewbacca's dead anymore. That'd be cool. Because remember, Chewbacca died in yeah. the in the in the books. Because of his extended uh, universe books. What, what exactly was the term? The life. Uh, life debt. Life. Yeah. Life. Yeah, he had a life debt to Han. Yeah. Um, th- that's another thing that I had forgotten about. There were novelizations 
there was a Lando novelization, and there mm-hmm. were there were uh, and then there were some some Han Solo novelizations that explained Harrison Ford's scar on his chin. That's awesome. Did I you did ever read those? No, so I did so not. there were there were two or three, and they were like Lando. There were two or three of these books, and they were published also in the eighties. And then later, the people who were publishing the Star Wars books republished them, but. Um, but I remember the the Han Solo one. He's young. He's a young smuggler, and in either saving Chewie or before he saves Chewie, um, there's like a laser knife or something. <laughs> and he's fighting pirates, and he hits himself in the chin, or one of them hits him in the chin, and it gets the Harrison Ford scar. That is funny. That they explain everything in, has an origin. Remember in Last Crusade <laughs> yeah. when they explained it when River Phoenix is playing? Oh yeah. Uh, young Indiana Jones and he, when he's he, in he the, has a whip. Uh, the circus trained. Yeah, yeah, and he, he so so that happens in there. I mean, guys, if the last ten minutes hasn't explained to you, I was so steeped in the Star <laughs> yeah. Wars stuff. I read literally everything. And then midichlorians happened. And then midichlorians happened. So, <laughs> listen, a part of me feels like this. Some of this stuff was all going to get retconned anyway to make way for J.J. Abrams in episode 7, 8, 9. Right. Yeah. And the extended the, movies, like the Boba yeah. Fett movie or whatever, whatever. I feel like all this stuff that we loved, the Timothy Zahn books, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff, it was all going to get retconned anyway just to make space for actual continuity, which will and always will be the films. It was yeah. and will always be the films. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make you sad? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I feel like on one side, it's too early for me to really feel any which way because I haven't gotten that content yet. I still just have all this other stuff. But at the same time, I am somewhat hopeful and sad also because like, hey, maybe there will be some good good stories out there uh, that we can look forward to. Or, you know, maybe, um, you know, Disney does crazy stuff. I just I just don't really know yet. But I am very excited just to see what happens. What what happens to this J.J. Abrams movie? You know, what mm-hmm. all these other, all this other stuff. The Rebels cartoon. You know, we we are still waiting for a season six of Clone Wars. That's not going to come out, right? Uh, according to Dave Filoni and all, all sorts of. It will other never sources. come out, as I said. Well, there might be Maybe like movie. bonus stuff right. that I've heard. There's going to be a comic book uh, that Dark Horse is going to put out, like before they lose their. But before everything's gone, but uh, yeah. oh, if I was Dark Horse, I'd be putting out a Star Wars comic a week. Yeah, okay. So that was the <laughs> thing I loved when when it got announced that like, hey, uh, Disney bought Disney bought uh, Star Wars and everything. No, no, and we saw it coming because yeah. remember, like when when Disney bought Marvel, uh, well, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, it was. I mean, it was the writing was on the wall. Oh, so yeah. anybody who had a brain was like, okay, they own Marvel and now they own Lucasfilm. As soon as that. Dark Horse license yeah. expires, which it was published then. Yeah. It was in 2015. We knew that it was up. Yeah, absolutely. So this isn't really news to anybody. No, we also. It's just now official. Yeah, but I loved. I loved when that happened, and Dark Horse was like, "Hey guys, you know, we know that eventually this will go down, but hey, we have the unpublished original Star Wars script that Lucas did that we're mm-hmm. going to make a comic for, which is pretty cool. And yeah, three, uh, we've got this, this, this out, Brian so. Wood comic, and so I'm like. They they weren't entirely you know oh, ready to yeah exactly they, they they were still putting out good stuff and like we just had that new Boba Fett comic and we've had like a lot of cool Darth Vader stuff recently and so I feel like you know they they weren't just giving up right away they were mm-hmm. they're just still putting out some really good stuff. That being said, um, think I mean thank the force for the the Star Wars license and bringing legs to a, a publisher that without the Star Wars license we probably would have never gotten Hellboy yeah Madman mm-hmm. the con, the, the current Mad stuff Man, yeah. oh man Ma- Mike Allred's Madman awesome was, 
That was the, that was, I mean. I haven't thought about Madman in a long time. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah. That, that, that's, I love Madman. Um, and, and all these new ones, like, I, I love the BPRD books. Yep. I love the, the stuff that Dark Horse is doing now, the Conan books. Every, I mean, if you just go and get a Dark Horse Conan book, it's going to be good. Yeah. And that's been great. The I, I love Baltimore, the other Mike Ooh, Magnolia I book. I haven't read that. Baltimore is like a vampire hunter, and it uh-huh. takes place in like right after World War One. Awesome. And it's, it, I think there's only like 17 issues out, but they're like BPRD. They're little mini series that, mm-hmm. that are individ- They're numbered, but um, they're numbered on the inside cover. Uh. So even though it's like issue two of two or issue, you know, it's like a four or three issue storyline. On the inside, it'll say issue 16 of, a, of an ongoing. Oh, so okay. each little story is, you know, it's kind of like a BBC style. Yeah. <laughs> like each little story is part of an ongoing. But Baltimore is fantastic. That's really cool. Baltimore is like a peg-legged vampire hunter. And uh, all of Europe is basically dealing with a plague, which is really vampirism. And that's cool. And then speaking of vampires and Dark Horse, The Strain. Yes. The Guillermo del Toro book yes. that's been turning that's it's been turned into, into a comic, talk. and now it's going to be a TV series. Yeah, that looks cool. I saw the teaser during a Walking Dead on uh, the effects. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm interested to see how that that's going to be because we'll Guillermo's see. directing the pilot. Sean Astin's in it. Awesome. I know because I've been asking Sean to come on the show, <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, I keep going back to Toronto to record the strain. Sooner or later, Sean Astin will be on the show. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess he's in the strain now. I, I haven't seen that announced anywhere, but. That's a Geekscape exclusive. There you go. Yeah. Came right out of the emails. Boom. Um, boom. Sean Hassan's in the strain. <laughs> uh, that's a cool vampire comic. So I don't think I don't think the doors close on Dark Horse after this. I think I think that the climate for independent comics has completely changed yeah. and, uh, since the early '90s when Dark Horse started coming into its own. The Mask. Yes. The Mask was Dark Horse. Yeah. It's, the that's Mask. Awesome. I, um, I think there'll still be stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Dark Horse is not going to go away, uh, and people who are, you know, kind of doom saying uh, Dark Horse—they're saying, "Oh, Dark Horse is screwed now without Star Wars." I don't think they've realized that the climate has absolutely changed. And look, there there are a lot of great independent publishers like Image and IDW, mm. who not only are surviving. I'm going to th- throw Boom Comics on there too. Oh yeah, they're not just surviving; they're actually str- like thriving yeah. in the current climate that things like The Walking Dead have helped create, where people say, go into a comic book shop or they discover comics through things like movies and television, and those companies are benefiting, right? Um, Dark Horse is Dark Horse is the first. Dark Horse was the first that was like, oh, we're not Marvel and DC, and we're going to make movies out of these properties. Or did yeah. you all forget Barbed Wire <laughs> with Pamela Anderson? How could we forget An that An early one? Dark Horse film. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, speaking of movies, Matt Reeves, the director of Cloverfield, um, is doing the third Planet of the Apes movie. The second one isn't even out. We just literally a few weeks ago put the second, put the trailer for the yeah. second Planet of the Apes movie, which looks, looks Rise cool. of the Planet of the Apes. Is that, uh, Rise was the first one. Rise Dawn of, the, James of Franco. the Planet of the Apes. This is the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's the second one with mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, and now we have third, the third one. Which they must be super confident in his ability. I'm down. I mean, Matt Reeves was always a, you know, he's always been a director that I've liked, but I've always felt like he was doing something. That, like, I didn't, the, the Let the Right One In yeah, remake, I in. was like, I was like, dude, this is just the same movie. Yeah. I want to see Matt Reeves really cut loose. And, and I know Cloverfield is a cool movie, but it is a found footage movie. And when in a found footage movie have you felt like a director's touch? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it always feels like, it, it, you know, you can't design camera movements because it's found footage. Yeah. 
It's a it's a built-in genre. You're absolutely right. I was uh, I watched the one of the paranormal activities the other day, and I just thought like, oh hey, anybody could really mm-hmm. direct one of these things if you think about it. I mean, like there's a level of of chill and whatever that comes with that stuff. But yeah, it's kind of like a built-in a, a built-in genre already. That yeah. So third Planet of the Apes <laughs> movie. Hopefully, this is the one where I I, I watch a Matt Reeves movie because I like Matt Reeves and be like, all right, now we know what Matt Reeves is all about. Yeah. Um, CES is going on right now. We're not yes. there because it's Vegas, and Vegas disagrees with married men. Yep. Um, <laughs> the big thing about about CES so far has been the Samsung presentation. That you know, I guess the the teleprompter, oh, so Michael Bay and the host weren't re- like somebody skipped their line, and the teleprompter started searching for where to pick up. Yep. And Michael Bay didn't have patience for that. No, it was so good. He didn't have an improvisational ability, and he just bailed on the presentation. Straight up bailed. So uh, I was in Huntington Beach a couple days ago with uh, one of my buddies and his family, and we're sitting around eating dinner, and we watched the on the TV. They have this this whole thing happening, and it was just the funniest thing to see because I have my own like thoughts about Michael Bay, but like his parents really don't know who this character is. But I feel like this is the perfect example of his his just kind of like craziness where he's like oh hey this isn't working to how i want to i'm gonna melt down and just leave and that poor guy who's left up on on stage just like and that was michael bay what's what 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 got me was it looked like he was gonna start just talking yeah you know uh granted it was pretty obvious that there was a teleprompter flub uh and that the teleprompter they weren't agreeing with whatever was on the screen and that was pretty obvious. Um, it looked at that point like they were just going to roll with it. And the host was like, okay, let's just talk. Let me put it back in your wheel, you know, wheelhouse and we'll talk about directing. So when you're making these movies, da-da-da-da. He, he had no time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was going to go for it for a minute. And then he just said, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. I mean, kind of a missed opportunity. Especially with somebody like that who I feel like could be a great ally. Yeah, I mean, if he turns around and says, well, you know, just talk. Yeah. Just talk. Just go. Just go. Just We're go not all good off public speakers, but just talk. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, like, he could have turned to the audience. He missed an opportunity to turn to the audience and be like, you guys have all walked out of my movies. I'm now going to walk out in the middle of your presentation. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, you know. He might be a great guy in person, but I feel like that is now what, you know, he's in he's in the news for. Right. Uh, and so, like, people who don't necessarily know him will just think, oh, it's that jerk who walked off the stage from a bunch of people because he had a little issue with a computer, basically. Damn. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's dumb. In my the other big news as it pertains to the Geekscape is are these steam machines. Yeah. I saw the Alienware one. Like It seems like every awesome computer company that we've all used for PC gaming has teamed up with Steam and is offering all sorts of different boxes. Some of these are tiny. Yeah. And they're super powerful. And the there's age ranges. There's, I mean, age ranges. There's price ranges from five hundred dollars up to what twenty five hundred dollars. That's what I've seen. Yeah. And um, basically, however you are as a gamer, whatever type of gamer you are, there's a Steam machine for you. Um, great move or diluting a market. You know, granted, I, Steam gets the money regardless. If Steam sells right. whatever machines, Steam makes the money. But if there's 13 of these things, yeah. there's going to be the popular ones, and there's going to be the unpopular ones. Yeah. I feel like it's it's going to be a bigger variation of, like, when we had H- HD, 
you know, DVD versus Blu-ray. You know, like, after a while, something will get phased out, probably. But you'll still have it, and, you know, the, the top will, will rise, you know, that needs the to. The cream will rise. Exactly, the cream will rise. So, in, so in a year... There will not be three, 13 steam machines, is I what don't, you're guessing? I, my guess is, no, that there won't be. I, I feel like it's it obviously won't destroy the home consoles. Like, you know, you'll, you'll still have your PS4s, you'll still have your yeah, Xboxes. Not at, a, not at a 1599 uh, price point. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like for the, the hardcore PC world out there, like, this is something that they will definitely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think that Steam needs to be redesigned. Right. Uh, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, wait, wait. The Steam, the online? The, the yeah, the... I'm, I'm sorry if I'm making anybody super angry out there right now, but I, I think that Steam is just so busy and there's just so much crap going on. And as a guy who, like, you know, lives with, uh, um, you know, the Xbox interface, really, I feel like it's that's just easier for me now that when I look at Steam, it's just there's just so much shit that I just can't really comprehend it. And maybe mm-hmm. it's not because I'm, I'm not the... You know, biggest PC player. I mean. Yeah, yes, that too. <laughs> that too, obviously. But no, seriously, I'm, I'm not like the biggest hardcore PC gamer. Right. So, but when I just look at that interface, it's just so much stuff that. But there's a search function. Right. At the end of the day, when I go on Steam, I know what I'm looking for, mm. and there's very little that I discover on Steam, and I'm usually sent to Steam from like either an article on our site or an article on another gaming site or an article on Facebook that says. This just had a sale. Well, yeah. what sends people to Steam, Steam has I think, epic is the sales, sales, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, knowing that there are sales, and that's probably what drives most people to Steam, hmm. that's where you're going there. Yeah. And, and you're, you're probably going through a, a hot link that takes you right to that product, or you can always search for that it. That is true. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, what you doing browsing Steam? Why are you browsing Steam? Oh, you know, what, just on my, my late friends. night adventures. Yeah. Like, what else can I spend money on? Like, what else can I troll around? Steam is so hard to not spend money in. Like, yeah. you're, that's a dangerous game you're playing it at. Like, <laughs> literally going... To Steam and saying, I just want to discover games to spend money on. Are you insane? I guess so. I, I'm like, I, I just want to play DayZ or something. I don't know. Right. The thing with Steam, and I saw this really funny joke. Like, there should be an achievement for playing all the games you've already bought before buying a new one. Like, there should literally be a Steam achievement for, oh, you beat all the games in your current library. Good you job. Know, you can actually play a new, new one now. Now you can go buy a new one because Steam, literally, you end up buying game after game. Especially when they're as cheap as they, you know. I, I remember when Mass Effect Left 3 Left 4 Dead came was out. like $5. Right? It's nuts. Left 4 Dead 2 was $5 or $7.99 recent sale. It's so it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know. Now that I'm thinking more and more about it, I wish I did have like a souped up PC because the graphics are just so much better now. On the those. Steam machine. Yeah, it's there, there's that. I might have to get one of these 13. But are you... Okay, Here's the Steam machine. Oh. This is what I'm thinking about the Steam machine. When you bought a PC, and keep in mind you're buying your Apple and your PCs, and you're buying them for $1,000 or $2,000 if it's Apple, um, you're buying these things, but you're not just going to use them as a game machine. Yeah. If you're buying a Steam machine, you're using it as a game machine. Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. You're using it as a game machine. So literally, you're using it almost with the same mindset that you'd use a console, except consoles are $300, exactly. $400. You're going to pay $1,000. Yeah. Um, I know it's a computer. I know you can still do your word yeah, processing. Yeah, can do Excel on that. I know you can still do your everything you do a computer. Your browsing, your pornography, your mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But that's not the, what attracted you to buy it. What attracted you to buy it is basically what attracts you to buy a console. You're just now paying six hundred dollars more for it. And are there any like killer apps or like I, I've I've heard rumors that there's not going to be like exclusive Steam titles. I don't know. 
Oh, like the Alienware Steam only gets a couple, or like this, right? Or, or like a you know a Titanfall esque sort of game that like you can only get on Steam. I think Hawken would like like if there's a game that like a Hawken's free to play, mm-hmm. but if there's a game I would want to play, like Hawken, I've tried Hawken out at E3 yeah. and that, that was awesome. I've, I've heard good things about that. Yeah. Um. All right. What do we got? What do we got? Let's talk television. Yeah, I'm done with and that. I, oh, do, oh, speaking of video games, you see a Robocop game trailer that Derek posted on the site today? It looks awful. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like I, an I, iOS game. It's yeah. like a download iOS game. Yeah, for, for uh, Apple and Android, and it's uh, uh, a Gears of War clone. It looks or... like a Gears of War clone. I would call it Gears of Poor because <laughs> it looks fairly poor. It's the, the graphics are terrible. The music in the trailer is really bad. And, I mean, I'm not the most... I'm not really looking forward to the RoboCop re- reboot, but I feel like this game. I'm not hating the RoboCop reboot. Right. I'm, not, I'm I'm not necessarily hating it either, but I'm not like the most excited about it in this video game. I'm just like, so you're giving me this this crappy video game tie-in, and I'm gonna guess that there's gonna be a whole bunch of in-game purchases because that's such a, a thing now with, with oh, yeah. uh, games. You want to upgrade your gun? You want to upgrade your radar? I got the um, the GameLoft uh, Iron Man three game when that came out, and it's basically like an endless runner. Uh, but it's fun because you get to shoot stuff, and they have like. It's better uh, than the movie. Basically, yeah, yeah. it is. It's it's got some fun stuff within it. <laughs> that movie was not good. Uh, it, it has some uh, fun elements in it, but it's it really hinders on the fact that you have to buy a bunch of in-game purchases. You've got to like get upgrades because otherwise you're never you're never going to get all those cool suits. You're never going to oh. get all those cool upgrades. And I feel like this is going to be the same thing. Like to have all the cool guns and all the cool suit upgrades, you're probably going to have to pay with actual cash and. I feel like uh, that's just a weird new thing that a lot of these handheld games are doing. That'd be really funny if the Iron Man 3 game was an infinite runner, but you start in the Mark 1. Yes. Like the one that he built in the cave. That would be awesome. And, and you, you can't you... jump anywhere. Yeah. You definitely you're can't just, fly. You're just running. Yeah, you're just like, ah, and you try and jump from a ledge to another ledge, and you can only make it like a foot. You're, you're, you're shooting the, the Ten Rings army in the middle of the desert. and That'd actually be cool. That would be a cool game if it did like that the actual cool. storylines. Um, let's talk television because there's actually we can segue right into Shield. Yes, I'm not caught up on Shield. You are caught up on mm-hmm. Shield, but the this week's Shield and you know it's the 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 return. This was the return of the series because I yeah. think they had a mid season break. They did, and now this it picked up and it immediately went to answering the question of why is Philip Coulson still yeah. alive after we saw Loki stab him in Avengers. So Coulson lives. Yeah. We now know why, and uh, spoilers on this one if you're still watching S.H.I.E.L.D., but uh, he did die yeah. in the Avengers. They've alluded to it through the show that he's gone to this place, Tahiti, which he like robotically says every time it's a magical place. This episode's called A Magical Place, and so you actually get to figure out that Tahiti is this thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. has basically programmed into his brain because he, he was dead at the point for like... Eight days. He His, was dead for eight days. So he wasn't yeah. dead for a few minutes. He was dead for eight yeah. days. And and uh, they they say in the show that uh, Fury had set it up where he had to figure out how to save Coulson. He mm-hmm. just had to bring him bring him back. That's and a bromance. It is. It's a total bromance. And uh, he even has like little flashes of Sam Jackson's face in the show. So oh, good. yeah, they, well, you're not gonna die on me. <laughs> that would be awesome. But uh, you see in this in this flashback, there's a machine that they use. It's almost very like dollhouse esque to like 
uh, pick his actual memories apart, and right. you see that Tahiti never happened. What it is is uh, I call him Shepherd Book from uh, yeah, Firefly. We don't know his name. I, we, I forget. We don't what actually his... know his name in Shield, but yeah, Ron Glass who played Shepherd Book in Firefly. You, right? you uh, yeah, you, you see him, and uh, he's like, just just let him die because Coulson's like on the operating table. Like he wakes up. And he just starts yelling, like, let me die, please let me die. And the camera um, dollies back, and you see that there's this giant robot thing probing his brain. His brain's just, like, wide open, and, and they're, like, basically making him have the will to live again, is what Shepard Book calls it. He's like, we had to fix you. We had to make you better because we were able to, we were able to save you, but you had the will to die. You just wanted right. to die. And um, for, like, an ABC show, which is supposed to be, like, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s supposed to be a family show for the most part, it was pretty gruesome to see Clark Gregg's head wide open and his brain getting prodded by this very Matrix-esque robot. That's probably the most hardcore that this S.H.I.E.L.D. show's gotten. Oh, absolutely. There have been some good moments, but great moments, I think, is what we expect from something that is a, like, Marvel Universe, movie universe tie-in. And if you, like, great moments... Really, Arrow is the one that's hitting Absolutely. on all cylinders. I'm finally caught up on um, on I, Arrow. I love that show. And to you know, they just did the last episode, Three Ghosts, for before their mid season break. Mm. And the one before that introduces Barry Allen. Yes. With like the Flash, but he's not the Flash yet. He's just a dopey, you know, detective. Yeah. And Grant Gustin is so good as that character. I didn't know that guy. He, he's using Glee. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is why I didn't know that guy, but. My wife watches that show, and I've, like, caught it every once in a while. And, yeah, and I, I was like you. I didn't really know about this guy. But don't lie, don't lie. I feel like, oh, yeah, actually, I just have a giant, like, Mich- Leah Michelle poster over <laughs> our bed right now. But anyways, like, I, I thought that he really killed it. I, I've liked all the performances, uh, you know, so far, but I feel like I, I will definitely watch The Flash show. Yeah, a Flash spinoff show would be great. I would like to continue The Flash just in parts of Arrow in the same way they're doing the Black Canary. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the geek show to be watching. Absolutely. And Matt Robb said it a few, like about a month ago when I hadn't caught up yet, but um, Arrow's the show. Yeah. Arrow is the geek show and the stuff that they're doing with um, uh, help me out here, the, the, uh, the assassin, what's his name? Uh, Slade? With Slade. Uh, uh, De- S- Slade Wilson. Death uh, Stroke? Deathstroke. Yeah. The stuff it's not Slade Wilson. Is it Slade Wilson? It is. Yeah, Slade Wilson. The stuff that they're doing with the death, Deathstroke. Slade Wilson sounds like such like a blaxploitation 70s. It does, like, right? Like, like star. Slade Wilson. <laughs> uh, the stuff they're doing with him, with Deathstroke, is awesome. Absolutely. The Deathstroke stuff is great because they're friends on the island in the flashbacks. And you're like, wait, how yeah. does he become it's an like antagonist? Cliffhanger, there right. he is. How does Slade back. become an antagonist? And then how does he get an iPad? How, do, how does he start looking like the comic book character? Yeah. And um, someone said something really smart. Uh, I, I think it was either Ian Kerner or Matt Robb, but he said, uh, what's cool about Arrow is they introduce characters that you think you know who they're going to be, like uh, his younger sister. The Huntress. Well, you you Sorry. thought yeah you thought yeah, that, we'll, you, you we'll thought talk that, about the you thought that Laurel was going to be either the Huntress or uh, or Black, Black Canary Man. because you saw that Laurel was like fighting, but Laurel was really just a love interest. Then the sister, he started calling her Speedy. Yep. And then you're like, oh, she's going to be the sidekick. And then no, later you you meet Roy Harper and yep. you realize he's going to be the sidekick Speedy. Yep. And you're sitting there going, oh, they're doing really smart stuff with they Arrow, are. They and are. they're taking their time with it. But man, the last two episodes. Before the mid-season break, felt so crammed with geek stuff in a great way, not like crowded to the point where the storyline isn't working, but just like it was all working on all uh, cylinders. Solomon Grundy is like being the first like soldier that Brother Blooded. 
Okay, so the Solomon Grundy, because he's not called Solomon Grundy, he's called the Acolyte in this, and he's just, you know, Brother Blood is, you know, the bad guy in that, that, uh, those two episodes, and he injects this dude with the serum, the super, like, soldier kind of serum, and he becomes this Acolyte, but then they start, what's the thing with the Solomon Grundy, because you see them starting to say the Solomon Grundy rhyme? The, 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 yeah. What is it, nursery rhyme? It is a nursery rhyme, but, yeah. But they never call him Solomon Grundy, and he definitely doesn't look like Solomon Grundy, who's a Batman villain. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool that you can have the Flash and Arrow, you can have a Batman-esque villain, you can have Brother Blood, who and is an Arrow You get, like, smaller villain. guys like Tiger Claw, and, like, uh, I love the stuff they did with Huntress. Tiger Claw, right. That was awesome. Michael J. White. This right? is, yeah, it was Michael J. White. And this is, like, the, the, I mean, that is the geek show. And if you're into superhero TV shows, like, if you miss Smallville... Or if you're just not quite feeling Those two people shield, yeah. If you're not <laughs> quite feeling yeah, shield, yeah. like, dude, there's no excuse. It's, to it's watch definitely a fun, gritty show for something that's on CW. Like, I don't really watch a lot of CW television. You but, lie. Oh you yeah. Lie tomorrow, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another animal, which is funny. I forgot about that. That that Arrow's cousins on that show, but I uh, I really I really enjoy what they're doing with it, and I'm such a giant Marvel fanboy, and I didn't expect myself to love Arrow as much as I have, but I've been championing it and i feel like you and my buddy eric vasquez are the only people who actually watch it like in my group of friends no one else is i know a lot of hardcore arrow fans good there i I need to meet them they're all on the geekscape website i I will um intelligence with uh josh holloway from lost is that any good yeah you know it's like a it's like a gritty chuck uh you know that you've got this uh um, X Green Beret, I think I, I might be getting that wrong, but he he gets this computer chip planted in his head that gives him basically like unlimited Wi-Fi and all this different what? crazy stuff. He becomes stuff. an iPhone. He becomes an iPhone, but he can do this uh, cool like sort of holodeck thing in his head where he can recreate crime scenes based off of all of the social media and all the crazy stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an it's an interesting. Wait, so he's basically like an aggregate of like everything that's. So he, he's he's like an aggregate. So yeah. basically, he has the access to the web at all times. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's some there's some fun writing in it, and I I love Josh Holloway. I uh, think that it's it's fun to see Sawyer back on television. But this pilot suffered from just explaining its exposition just way too heavy handedly. Like everybody was was just kind of you know trying to make sure you got the point, which is funny because it premiered right before Person of Interest, which came back on its mid season break. Also, when it's like somewhat of the same show, except the um, you know, it's a it's a person instead of a, a machine. Uh, it's it's the same thing to me. So it's very funny that they felt like they had to do that. Where a person of interest is so good at just like in a couple lines of dialogue, getting its point across. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm going to keep watching it just like I do with uh, the buddy cop. Uh, you know, almost human. Almost like, human, which I heard is great. Yeah, it's really good. It's really entertaining. There are geekscapers who are watching it because obviously, obviously they're going to watch it because Carl Urban's on it. I feel like I missed the damn boat on Almost Human or Being Human, and now I got to watch it on DVD. Uh, I recommend I recommend checking it out. Do you have Hulu? Yeah, I, I I recommend checking it out. I think it's pretty good. I think they still have the episodes, but I mean, yeah, it, it could be a thing that's also fun. I sometimes like to just marathon through stuff when I totally. can. totally. So that could be pretty awesome. I did that with Arrow season one. I just watched yeah. all of it when it was on Netflix. But um, I do I do like Almost Human a lot. I feel like it's the the um, 80s science fiction show that we just kind of need back in our lives. It's very like, there's a lot of Blade Runner references in it and stuff like oh, yeah? that. Yeah, it's really fun. 
And uh, the fact that we have um, Michael Ely, I think is his name. He's he's so good as this robot guy, Dorian. It's hmm. it's, it's good. Uh, I also like Friday Night Lights, and Minka Kelly's on it as the love interest, and she hasn't done a whole heck of a lot, but like she's pretty to look at. So, uh, that's is that even a uh, sentence? Is no, that? It, it's an <laughs> absolute fact. Minka Kelly's attractive. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So we we covered some TV. We covered some technology. Like gaming, we covered comic books, we covered movies. Holy crap! I think that that's a great geekscape. I think yeah. Zach, we've done a good geekscape, especially for so. two dudes in a car right now. We're like. sitting in a car, hanging out, and where do you want to go from here? We, we can go anywhere you want. I'll drive. All right, let's uh, let's let's go to let's go to Disneyland. I'll go to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, Geekscape, we're going to go to Disneyland. Uh, you should go to the Geekscape.net website. We're working on a lot of cool things. We have some really great announcements coming up soon. Uh, which I've been teasing for the last month and a half, I believe. But trust me, the announcements are coming. I'm they're, they're really great. But um, we're working on some things. Um, Geekscape.net. On Facebook, you can follow Geekscape. Go to Geekscape. You know, just search for Geekscape on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jonathan London. There's a Geekscape.net on Twitter. Um, and also Instagram. And Zach is Panda Zach. What are you on Twitter? Geekscape. Oh, uh, I am uh, ZachH87 on Twitter. I don't really use it too much. I had to think about that, but okay. I have Instagram. You have Instagram. I'm the Z hat ad on there. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so you got all this stuff, but go to Geekscape.net. That's really where we hang our hats, and the Facebook group and Twitter and all that stuff. We've been doing a good job of updating it. We got a lot of cool things coming up. Thank you guys for subscribing, and I got to ask you guys if you love Geekscape, please recommend it to your friends. We are going to continue to grow the brand in 2014, but the main thing is that all you Geekscapists who listen to the show whenever the episodes come up if you have a friend who's into movies video games comic books TV recommend the show to them absolutely because we've been doing this for seven years we're gonna keep doing it and we have to continue to grow Geekscape yeah. continue the infection yeah exactly we get, gotta... get down with the sickness <laughs> I was thinking about that phrase last night remember disturbed oh I, I can't even do get it anymore. down with the sickness I was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> Let's geek down with the... Well, it's been... um, I think it's been 15 years since that song came out. It has to have been. And so I want to use that now as our phrase. It should be, (laughs) Geekscape, get down with the sickness. And I'm inviting all you Geekscapists to spread the sickness, get down with the sickness. Now we've got to find that lead singer. I don't know. I don't even know his name. (laughs) Yeah, it will be your job. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Later.